Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show here on PodcastJuice.net. My name is Michael Dean, and joining me today is Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer. How are you? Long week, okay. busy week, but let's uh, let's do this. All right. Also joining us today is Mr. Ampoo. So how are you? I'm living the dream out here. You know, things can be better, but you know what? I'm going to make it better. All right. And uh, I'm going to shout out to, uh, man, this is, this is one of them shows already uh, because it's hard pressed not to say joining us today is, you know, somebody else who we're talking about. It's a different type of show. We As we move forward, we are missing Mr. Sean Hill. He's, he's not joining us today, but he will be joining us today in spirit for sure. Uh, we're not going to never forget Sean. Sean was a big part of the show. He's been around with us for, gosh, I don't know, five or six years maybe. Um, it, it's, it's hard not to think of Sean. You know, where's Sean at? How come, is he, he going to be coming on or he's usually always on, on time? Uh, but not today, and it's not be, you know for no fault of his own. But before we, before we get started, we got to talk about Sean, man. We haven't done a show since his passing. I've talked to a few people off air uh, about it, uh, and talked to, of course, the fellas and then some of the listeners. But this is the opportunity for us to talk on air, uh, you know, say what we need to say. Um, you know, Sean is certainly missed. Uh, I can't not think about like movies for instance and like talking about movies and you know well, what's Sean what is Sean gonna say about it or you know what did he is he already seen this movie is he gonna review it um I was looking at an article about remakes and that was one of the you know we always would debate that you know what I'm saying so uh that brother's not here right now uh you know to keep it 1000 uh Sean was born September 30th 1971 and uh, his last day here was September the 3rd in 2017. So way too young, you know, uh, way too soon uh, to not be here. Uh, but anyway, I, I will just ramble on because I'm sort of all over the place with this. But uh, Big Sexy, man, what do you, anything you want to say about Sean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <clears throat> um. When Sean came into our little uh, group here, you know, as you said, he, he was the film guy. He was a Prince guy, but he was a real film guy. And he was always, po- it sounds cliche, but it was always positive. You know, because I've never really heard anything of a ripping nature from Sean. He would always say, well, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Right. You know, a lot of us, myself included, oh, man, that was some bullshit. Sean's like, let's wait and see. And if something didn't really resonate, he would say, you know what, that that wasn't my thing. But he would never just come out and just bomb on something. And I had an opportunity a couple of years ago, and I still have a picture. Um, He happened to be in Fairfield, with his family for a family function. He's all, you need to come down. I said, I, I can get away. And so, you know, I zipped on down there and, and got to meet him face to face and met his wife. And I met his adorable little girl. 
And we're just sitting there. We, when you meet someone face to face after you know interacting with them online or via a, a, a long distance, there's a usual period of uh, awkwardness. Not with Sean. As soon as I walked in, I was like, "There is my friend," and we we hugged each other and just started talking. And it it was like we had already known each other for years. It was great. You know, he made me feel very welcome, and the way he would just dote over Palmer, his his daughter, was just the cutest thing. And like this is this is a good guy. This is a good dude. You know, and I never forgot that. And again, subsequently to that, I was in L.A. last year, and <clears throat> I called up Sean and said, Sean, let's get together. Let's, you know, let's call Anthony. Let's meet up at the hotel. And I was at a function, and Sean had beat me back to my hotel. And I walked to the hotel, and there's Sean in the lobby. I'm like, oh, there he is. And then you know, we got there, and then here comes Ant popping on in. I'm like, this is so cool. You know, for me, again, I can't speak to, to anyone else's experience, but to me, you know, the three of us got there, we went down to the bar downstairs, and we were just hanging out. It was great. Um, there's a picture of that. I have it, too. There's a picture of the three of us that uh, the hostess took, and we had a great time to, to have pieces of the puzzle come together, you know, in person really really is something special and i only got to see him twice but you know both of those times really really impacted me and when i heard that he was no longer with us things to me have to make sense that's just because i'm wacky that way now i also understand that no matter how smart i think i am there are things I'm just not going to know. I saw online that, uh, I believe the gentleman's name is Medgar, you know, set up a education account for Palmer, which is great because I plan to be a part of that too because she's adorable. But the thing is, when I, when I look at Palmer, I look at Lucas, I look at Auburn, you know, all of, all of, our friends, young people, you know, since they're part of your life now, I find it incumbent on me, and I don't, I don't do this uh, to garner attention, but I find it incumbent on me to be a part of their experience when they, as they start to grow up and get into, you know, high school and college, you know, because that's what friends do. We we look out for each other and we support each other, and that's part. Of, that's always been part of my thing. So. As I see all the young people around our group get older, it's like, okay, we got to get them through college. We got to get them you know, to that next level. And that's, part, that's what we do. Because when you do that for people who are truly part of your group, that's just, what it, that's just how it is. No one has to ask to do it. That's just what we do. And again, I am very, very sad that he's no longer with us but again I still got those two times to meet him and I think Sean met I know Sean met Ernie mm -hmm. and he also met Q yep. face to face yeah. 
And unfortunately, I couldn't get away. I was in trial. I wanted to get down there, you know, just for that. But again, for me, and I don't, I'm not ranking anything, but for me, when I was in L.A. that weekend, I got to spend that evening with, with Sean and Ant. That was the highlight, more so than the business and the business included hanging out with the Playboy Playmate. Thank you. <laughs> but I got to hang out with my guys down the bar just talking music, you know, sitting around bullshit. And it was great. It was great. And he, again, I, I don't want to say all this, I didn't really get a lot of time around him. But the times that I was around him, he was always so, so vibrant and positive and full of just this good energy and now that's gone, and I don't understand why it has to be that way. But again, sometimes, again, sometimes there are things that I just don't, will never understand, and I have to deal with that. I don't like it, but I'll have to deal with it at some point. All right. Uh, Ann Poo, man, any words about Sean? Yeah, um, I think there's like two things I'd, uh, I'd really want to focus on. You know, dealing with the show and then dealing with him personally in his life. Uh, I don't want to go too much into his personal life, but like Mark said, it's like the dude was always so positive, no matter what he was going through. You know, there was a period where he was out of work and we still do these shows. And, you know, you can fool me that this is a man out of work. The fact that he was he would talk normal. He he be very interested and connected and just positive about whatever show topic it was, especially when it was Prince. If it was a film, TV, you know, he just, he just seemed, um, so what, I wouldn't say addictive, but infectious. You know, you as, as, as bad as things might be going for you, you know, doing these shows with him, talking to him, having a conversation, having a debate spirited. And that's the other thing, you know, I've been on the show working with you guys since 2013. And, you know, we've had some very heated, spirited debates amongst us, me and Q, Q and Mike. But, but it's true. (laughs) It's Q and somebody. (laughs) I wasn't going to say it. I know you're listening. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. that. That's not on me, Q. <laughs> but the thing is, is that, you know, Sean, he would have this debate with you and he just come agree to disagree. And he would say it on the show. And you didn't seem like he was being condescending or like, you know, fuck, fuck this nigga. I don't, yeah, whatever. You know, he, he just was like, you know, I said what I said and you know what? If you don't agree, that that'd be it. You know, I mean, even even times offline in the private chats, there'd be some spirited debates, and you know, when you left, you didn't feel like, man, fuck that dude. You know, and and I'm jealous of that. You know, I, I said previously we had a conversation like the day after we learned about his uh, about his passing, and I, and I said, you know what? He might not have been a millionaire or some superstar, but like. I'm jealous of that man because when I go to his Facebook page and I, I and I, I hate to say it like this but to see so many people so many people that he touched back in high school that are like leaving 
messages. And it's not and it's not like, oh, I'm sorry for your loss, you know, RIP. They're telling you moments in their lives that they experienced with him. And it's just like I knew him from the show, not so much outside of the show, but you know, to see that over and over, it just really speaks to the man's character and the man, and the way that he went out of his way to 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 nurture these friendships and be active. And it just made me think like, you know, and I, I said it, you know, it made me think like, you know, I'm relying too much on Facebook to keep my friendships. Whereas this man is actually out there doing the work because these people are really showing their love and care for this man. And, you know, and I knew his dedication to his daughter. I knew um, his dedication to his family. And it's just it's just really gone because he was somebody, as you know, everybody knows, I just recently got married that, you know, that, that was showing me that was giving me a playbook on, you know, how to be a family man. You know, we, we chide him for going to brunch, but. Like, yo, that was his thing. That was the thing he did with his wife to, you know, that was their thing every Sunday. Brunch. That's what they're going to do. Brunch. You know, f- fellas thinking I'm Pete Whitby, damn. I'm going to brunch with my wa- with my woman. And, you know, I, I admire that. I-, I really admire that, man. It's like, it- I-, I feel like shit that I find out I admire that man after he's passed, you know? Mm. But just seeing so much and really thinking back on it, I'm like, yeah, I'm really gonna miss that dude because he has so much more to 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 teach me, even if he didn't realize he was teaching me. Mm. And the dude was only six years older than me, you know. So that says a lot about him, man. You know, I'm I'm just I'm just glad that you know his family and especially his daughter can see how much love he had from people that didn't center around Prince. Mm. Yeah, man, Sean Hill. I just, uh, I will say this, uh, Sean. I remember first meeting him online. I think he had sent me a, a thing about his interview with Doctor Fink, and uh, I read that. I was like, oh man, okay, this this, this cat's doing it. And uh, I can't remember what the first podcast he came on. Um. But I remember finding out that he was really into movies, too. So it was just like, oh, man, you'd be perfect. You know, you come on here and do the movie reviews and, you know, add some commentary to that. And, of course, the Prince stuff. And, you know, Sean was immediately down. Like, he was like, yeah, man, let's go. And uh, he was just one of the cats when he first came in. He, he was, you know, like I said, one thing I always remember about Sean, he was always ready to go. He was, you know whatever time we started he was usually the first one or usually always ready to go um you know sean was about three things to me and i think ant man said something he was about his daughter palmer he was about uh i'm gonna lump these two in he was about prince and movies you know a love for pop culture he's also a, a big a music guy in general you you can get sean can talk about some music you know, um, he had a, a vast knowledge on uh, like the heyday of hip hop, you know, golden era and some R&B stuff of that era. And, Go ahead. and he, the thing is, is like he you would think of him as a square, but he knew his hip hop stuff. He yeah, knew he, that rap stuff. He's extensive, extensive in that. And then the third thing, you know, and this is my opinion, Sean was about 
his family in terms of, you know, his wife and his daughter, like being married and being a family guy. He was about that. That was one of the things I always admired about him because he had been married for a long time. He would always had pictures and different things. And he was about that. And, he, and you know, i be honest. It was shocking to me, as I'm sure I get probably shocking to some other people when that sort of went left. You know, and I say that because it was a big part of our conversation internally when that happened with Sean. Because we, we don't listen. We don't just talk about the show. We don't just, you know, we talk amongst us, you know, uh, we, you know, off air. And if something big going on like that, that's going to be a conversation you bring to the table with your brothers. And, you know, we talk about it. And all of us, you know, had our piece to say on that. And, you know, the thing with Sean was he was going to fight for to try and get it together. You know, whatever that was, counseling, whatever he had to do. And I'm not airing out his business. I'm just saying this is the guy that I knew. Uh, so he, he was about fighting for that. And I admired that, you know. Uh, and it ain't easy. You know. Uh, I, nope. I say this. You know, one of the things I learned from Sean. And, you know, Sean was. He um, was a proud dude. You know, he was a guy that he didn't like to ask for help. And sometimes you got to ask for help, but he wanted to, you know, he was a man, you know what I'm saying? Like he was trying to stand up and do his handle his business uh, the best way that he could. And I remember, you know, talking to him, I think one on one, just sometimes like, yo, man, don't be afraid to, you know, ask for some help or or, you know, let people know what's going on, because that's something I struggled to do. But that's what we here for. You know, at the end of the day. We're not just doing some podcast or talking about Prince. You know, we're real dudes, man. And shit, we 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 uh, congregate every Saturday like clockwork year after year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a hell of a commitment and dedication to do that. And so, of course, man, this is the time where you come together with your brothers. If something's going on, yo, we can talk. Let's, we'll do another talk after the show whatever. We just let's just what's going on. Um, and we've done that a few times. We've done that with everybody in here for the most part, one way, one fashion or the other. Um, but you know, yeah, just like a lot of people, Sean was going through it. And we all have our little things that we go, but well, he was going through his thing. Um, but the thing I'll walk away, you know, yeah, I can, all I can do is try to learn lessons from, from experiences. And, and what I learned from Sean is that, um, he was a guy that was trying to do the right thing. Uh, but I get a sense that he was holding back some stuff of how maybe things may have been affecting him. And he was just kind of holding that weight, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and towing the line for himself and doing his thing. But you could kind of see it sometimes just the way he'll say something like, oh, you know, oh, oh, just doing that. OK, you know, or I, 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 it's hard for me to articulate it. But you can if you look back, I can look back, I can kind of see little things that like, oh, you know what? That probably was a bigger thing than, you know, 
we may have thought or he kind of let out. Even remember when, when we had the whole conversation about his health thing. And I remember when it initially started, he was hesitant to like sort of go get help about that or go to the doctor. And I remember I was like, dude, you can't be like, this ain't nothing to play around with. Go in there and just do it, man. Go, go see the doctor or whatever. I'll say all this to say, because Sean was hella young, right? It's no reason to be passive. To, so we have to sort of learn from this and understand this was a good guy. He was an honest dude. He was doing the right thing. He's not out in the streets doing stupid stuff. He was a good dude. But we always got to remember, too, that we got to take care of our health, whether it's physically or mentally. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah, we got to go to the doctors and, and get all that. And we also got to understand our mental state of mind, too, because a lot of us be going through some stuff. And we just kind of go through it by ourselves sometimes. And maybe we got to take a break from that. And we really got to dig deep and reach out to our friends and family and and also listen to them, too. Because sometimes people be telling us stuff that we just too bullheaded. We don't want to take the advice sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know? uh, so th- that's to me, you know, I, I always think of Sean for his, you know, great stuff that he did. You know, I never met Sean physically but i knew sean you know, you don't spend that much time with somebody and not know them you know a, a little bit at least i i feel like i knew the kind of guy sean was and he was a good brother that's the only reason because i don't associate with people that be on some bullshit and he definitely was not on some bullshit um there's a lot of things i know sean wanted to do you know he was right he was working on a book right he had his prince book he was working on I know he wanted to get back to doing his movie reviews. And that's the other thing, man. Sean, you got to give uh, uh, Sean was real proud, as he should have been, that he was a movie reviewer. That was his thing, man. You always got I know we talk about Prince, but, but Sean really was about the movie reviews. And, and he did his thing like he had his press credentials and he was out there religiously doing that. And he wasn't getting paid. You know, he was, but he was, that was his passion, man. See, you can't ever forget that. Like the guy did his thing, man. And that's why I always respect it. Cause he, Hey, w- whether he was getting paid or not, he was working like a job the best way he could. Didn't have a job. Sometimes he was still trying to do his thing the best way he could, man. That's why you, all you can really ask. And you know, you got to remember that about, man, this dude was a hard worker. And when he did get his jobs, he was working. You know, he wasn't all depressed out. At least he didn't show that, you know. Um, so, man, yeah, I just I look at Sean and I just remember the good things. And I also remember what some of the lessons learned um, that we got to do. And, and the other thing, too, we talked about this internally. We got to be more connected past Facebook. You know, when when I heard what happened with Sean. Quentin Jones, you know, shout out to Quentin Jones. He's the one hit me to that. It was early in the morning. And I was like, what is this? What? Who can I call? You know, I called Q. So I was like, Q, you got Sean's number, man. Did you see what's going on? He said, nah. I, of course, I called Sean. He's not going to answer the phone. 
I'm like, well, damn, who can I? I don't have his mom's number. I don't have his wife's number. We're not connected. <laughs> like, it got to go beyond a fucking instant message. So we got to be connected with family. Like, for real. So, like, Aunt Pooh, I'm supposed to have your wife's number. You're supposed to have my people's number. Something happened. Oh, we got, man, that's my man. Let me get in touch with the family. Not for my own selfishness. What can we do for you? You feel me? Uh, such and such. I, I just heard what happened. I'm you know, deeply sorry. My condolences. Is there anything that we can do? You know, you know what I mean? Like, that's how we're supposed to. Just like uh, Big Sexy said about his daughter and, and the kids. What is what can we do? House Palmer. Uh, listen, we're going to put this thing together, send it over. To, or what, you know what I mean? That's how we're supposed to be. And, and I'm saying this to us is this group here. I'm also saying that to you. These are listeners. There's a few listeners I called personally. It's like, yo, I know you knew, Sean. Listen, uh, make sure we got our, we got each other's phone numbers. And let's be more than just occasional, occasional, you know, little chat buddies. You know, is this group? We, uh, we all been with each other way too long for that. You know, so let let that Sean, you know, let that jumpstart us to understand that we gotta be connected with each other. You know, because uh, it's it's that's something I fear. When one of us passed or something would happen, how do we let people know how I, I can't update my status no more? So how are you going to know? And I would hope that we care enough. Like I care about Sean. I care about Big Sexy, Q, Aunt Pooh, Ernie, Big Ken, you know, Pierre, Paul, Benjamin. The list goes on. Kanisa. Diana. I mean, I could name uh, hundreds of people, but I care. So we need to be able to, you know, we need to understand that we grown. So we should be connected a little bit more tighter. And if something's going on, you can be able to reach that person. Hey, man, I, I know you're going through some stuff, bro. Listen, don't even worry about it. We got you. <laughs> you know, you ain't got to do this by yourself. Because we all got shit that we going through. You're not the only person going through these types of things. Um, but anyway, you know, it's, it, it's a sad thing, man. Because Sean was a good dude, man. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I hope his daughter is doing all right. I haven't had a chance to talk to her. I've talked to Sean's mom. And bless her, man. She She's really uh, holding strong. And, um. You know, uh, I'm glad that she sees that her son was a remarkable dude and touched a lot of people. You know, uh, that that's something a parent needs to be. <coughs> and uh, shout out to Sean's uh, wife too, man. I know they're going through it, so you know, if they hear this, anything we can help. You know, if there's a way we can help, or just to let you know that he was very much appreciated and loved out here, and he did his thing, man. Like he made a mark out here for sure. You know, so rest in peace to Sean Hill. Uh, go ahead, man. 
One other thing I wanted to to speak on, and I'm not trying to get political, too political, but I was listening to the show. You put that up, and I was listening to the show. One day, you know, I should have. I had a lot of laughs, shed a lot of tears, listening to my boy. You know, just really laugh off a very serious situation. You know, that, that show it was very melancholy, but funny, and you know, he. Part of it, I can sense that he realized, you know what, I got away with one, you know. But listening to him, it kind of hit me that, wow, our fucking healthcare is so fucked up that our brother felt like he had to keep dealing with whatever he was going through health-wise because he couldn't afford to see a doctor, and that really hurt me to to hear that and. You know, I, I don't know what it really, what it all really means, but you know, I just, it just made me feel bad. Like, damn, you know, because you know, he was, because I remember that time, and he, you know, he was saying, "No, I wait till I get home." I was seeing it on Facebook and seeing, I think it was yeah, his mom was saying, "No, we took his butt to the hospital." And I don't know if it was just stubbornness, because you know, unfortunately, when you get to a certain age, especially black men, we we just like, nah, I ain't going to the hospital. All they're gonna give me is bad news, or just in general. But I really feel like he didn't go to the hospital because he felt like, how am I gonna pay for this? And you know, I don't want to bring us down, but I I just feel bad that that was the situation that he was in, and you know, he he put money over his health at that point. And that that hurts to say. Yeah, and you know a lot of people do that. You know, uh, a lot of people feel that uh, I'm not that sick, or I don't want that bill. I mean, wait till I get paid. And then there's a the thing of men not trying to go to the doctor. You know, you've been healthy your whole life. I'm good. I don't want to know. But yeah. you, you you gotta know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah. I was one of them dudes. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I I just recently went to the doctor for the first time a few weeks ago. I hadn't been in probably over 20 years, you know, unless it was an emergency type of situation I would go. But and just in terms of getting a checkup and all that. Yeah, I was at Knucklehead, man. And I said, nah, you know, everything that was going on. I said, let me get my black ass and see the doctor. What am I doing? Got children got people who love me I got work to do and I'm being selfish and stupid so I'm saying because I did it and I know how to do it get in go go schedule your checkup (laughs) go in there and get your stuff checked out because you don't want to be in a situation where you you get super sick and you could have saw something early on because you didn't want to go and then it's almost too late to, to try and fix that situation or help deal with it. Going in and get checked out. It ain't that bad. Listen, I went in there. It was cool, man. Like, you know, you just check out. took some blood and they found some stuff out, man. I mean, nothing crazy or serious, but you know, and you know, the age old problem, cholesterol type of stuff. But, you know, those are things that you can change about yourself for the next part of your life you know you got a long long way to go so go in there i'm saying especially to my black man go in there and get checked man it, listen you don't have insurance 
that's cool, whatever. Just go down there, man. If at the end of the day you got to pay out of pocket or get billed, then go get billed, man. Well, what's more important? Your life, though. <laughs> and I'm, that's not, not funny. I'm right, I'm right with you, Ampu. But, yeah, man, that's, we got to do it. We got a lot to live for. You know? So, yeah, health is very, very important. And without that, and without your mental health, man, you... And that was my issue. I mentally was stressing myself out. He's like, physically, you're fine. He's like, these, you know, I was having these headaches and dizzy and stuff. I said, dude, you just, you anxiety, you got anxiety, tension headaches. You overthinking it. You stressing yourself out. And I was like, okay, I got to change it up. <laughs> got to change it up. So with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, remember Sean, man. Always if if you can, please go and donate uh toward um his daughter's education. Uh, I think it's important and maybe that could be your last uh you know, thank you to Sean for all his years of service, all his years for you know, getting on that mic and sharing his passion uh and doing it very well. All right. Uh, all right, so we're gonna shift gears, and we're gonna keep it moving. Sean, always, hey, you got to keep doing your thing. So we got to keep it going, and uh, let's let's change up a little bit. We're gonna do. Actually, we'll take a break. We'll play some music, reset it, and then we'll be right back. All right, change up here. Woo! I didn't know he was gonna go that deep on it, Mike. I, didn't either. <laughs> I was, I was trying to be like, yeah, you know, he was uh, having some struggles. <laughs> I like, I like, I ain't gonna put all that out there. I was like, oh, okay, well. Yeah, well, since you brought it up uh, and you put on your Facebook, what is going on with you, man? This cholesterol thing. You know, it's, uh, it's age old stuff, man. Not eating right. Um, <sighs> I. I never, you know, <clears throat> chicken in, you know, all that, man, like, whatever it is. And so my stuff was getting high. He said, your, your thing is getting high, man. So he, I started taking cholesterol medicine, uh, just taking like one pill a day for now for about a month. See if I can get the numbers down. Get that body count down. Yeah. Um, so I'm not like in any danger or something, but now it's time where I have to really start doing some exercise and, and, and watching that, what I eat. Um, and when he said that also was sort of might have been affecting my liver a little bit um, so he's hoping that get those numbers down and it sort of bring down some of the fat on my liver and then making sure that's nothing serious or anything um, probably that man sort of a wake up call it's, you know, I can't just be out here doing whatever the hell I want to do and then Godzilla's in that coming down the street. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they do that out of here, apparently. All right, well let's let's come back in. Let's just... Oh, but a uh, side note to that, uh, I actually had to. Uh, I went from loving husband to um, lecturing baby daddy because my my wife was telling me, you know, she's going on seven months pregnant. She's telling me, I feel weak, I feel tired, blah blah blah. And I'm like. I'm like, I don't know how things are done in Jamaica, but we got really good health insurance. Call the doctor, 
set an appointment or we can go to urgent care. No, 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 it's not that serious. Maybe it's just, and I, I just kept telling her, no, we're going to the doctor. She just was yeah. fighting. Yeah. Come to find out, apparently she's been missing. She is, she's missed like seven different phone calls from her prime, her OBGYN mm. that told, where they told her, we got your blood work and your iron is low. You need to go to the pharmacy and pick up some iron pills ASAP. And I just kind of looked at her like, like, okay, I ain't your husband right now. Uh, I didn't cuss at her, but I just gave her a stern talking to her, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you, it's not just about you. You got a baby. Right. You know, and you know, I you know I try not to you know yell at her because I just let her know like you know this ain't a game. But like I don't know how things are done in Jamaica, but you don't have those issues here. You can see a doctor the same day. You can go to urgent care. We can sit there, and I'll be there with you. Like why are you letting this stuff pile up? Apparent because apparently this has been like they've been trying to get in contact with her a month and a half, mm. and I'm just like. I've been telling you for three weeks, let's go to the doctor. You ain't been listening and, and trying to physically get her there. She's like, no. And I'm just like, we're going to pray everything's okay. And I just was looking at her. And I'm like, I'm not going to beat you up too much. But what the fuck are you doing? So did you guys go get and the medicine? Hell yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, had, uh, we had steak and eggs for breakfast because getting that, getting that iron back in there. And I'm just like. And, you know, I, I'm trying to just let it go, but I'm just like, you know, how you were, because I, I, I'm not trying to shit on Jamaica, but I'm like, it's a whole different system. Like, how you handle things in Jamaica, you do not have to handle it here. Right. It's like I have, it's like I'm working a good job that's giving me hella good health benefits. You don't have the same situation you got there. You, you get a doctor at a, it's like, I said, you can get a doctor at a moment's notice. Hell, they have advice nurses on, on the phone you can talk to. So there's no excuse. So I just wanted to put that out there, how, you know, people are treating their health care. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's a baby, man. That's a whole different situation, yeah. man. And, you know, because my, my thing is like, all right, fine. You know, she's been through this before. What do I know? You know, but I just kept telling her, let's go to the doctor. Let's go to the doctor. And I'm actually one time I had her in the hand. Let's go. And then another time we were driving, like, she's like, why aren't you turning to go home? I'm like, no, we're going to Kaiser. No, I don't want to. And just yelling. I'm about to get out the car. And I'm like, ah, stubborn ass Jamaican women. Don't, don't, no, I don't want to wish bad don't luck to anybody, don't but if you it. do, don't marry a Caribbean. Stubborn. Wow. stubborn. Now, this is for the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, we off the record, right? Huh? We off the record, right? Oh, okay. I'm asking oh, you. Okay. Is this recording? But I can cut it out. Nah, we cut that out. Cut that out. Cut that All right. Well, let's get back. To, let's get back on it. All right. Here we go. One, two, three. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on the Michael Dean Show podcast. Juice. Uh, before we go any further, uh, you know, I got the chance to go out to Minneapolis uh last weekend for the PRN alumni event. But I got to really shout out all the great listeners I met out there. Uh, amazing experience um just meeting people uh i i jokingly maybe I, I tell this story here i jokingly i uh, was at the end of the uh panel uh event and a young lady came up to me black woman you know came up to me and, and i'm trying to remember exactly what she said but she was like I think me and you had some issues Oh, no, we like, got beef. I was okay. Like, huh? I, don't, I, I ain't got no issues with nobody. I don't. I don't even know you. 
no, well, we got into some words on Facebook. And I was like, really? Like, I don't, I don't remember going, you know, having no word. I know, I know the one person I have some words with, and I definitely wasn't you. Because I know who that person is. I said, nah, I don't remember that now. Well, well, yeah, it was something to do with Josh. And and I'm like, who the fuck is Josh? <laughs> I'm like, oh, and, and it was a Prince thing. I said, oh, okay. And I'm like, sister, I listen, <laughs> I ain't got no beef. I'll never have beef with you, first of all. Just on just on code, right? <laughs> it's like, I ain't going to never have no beef with you. Like, whatever was said, that's, man. I don't even take that serious like that. Well, I just want to let you know that I still love the show. I still listen. And I was like, well, that's what's up. You know, I was like, I appreciate that. that. And I'm still trying to think, like, what can we possibly have, you know? And I was like, and I'm kind of joking when I said, oh, you, you rolled up on me. <laughs> I was like, man, you had like, we had beef or something. And I noticed it was a brother kind of standing off to the side, you know, bald head brother, you know, a big, you know, stocky a little bit. And I remember seeing him in the audience. And so I'm like, oh, is this your husband? Are you guys together? He's like, oh, yeah, that's my husband. I was like, oh, okay. And I said, my man, let me introduce myself. You know, I didn't know if he knew me or whatever. And I said, what's up, man? I, oh, ain't no issues. We Everybody's good. Are we good? And it was all good. He was just laughing and stuff. And I was like, y'all rolled up on me at the event. Like, you know, <laughs> try to pull up. And we were you got just. got that Tariq on. Yeah. <laughs> But we was it was so funny. But it, one thing it showed me was that we can have these little uh, miscommunications, I guess you could say, online with somebody. And I and she did show me what it was uh, that was said. And it's actually on the Purple Rain uh, Deluxe Review Show. It was in the comments of that. And I think she was saying something about uh, Josh uh, was a producer with Prince or something, something that I had already known, and, and I came back with a really snarky kind of uh, thing. I think I put a link to a previous review we did where we talked about Josh to show, like, yeah, I know who he is. We've talked to him before. And I said some, I, I was like, hashtag hold this L. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know. I probably would have, hey, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> you got that same energy? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, okay, yeah, I, I was talking, you know, I see, you know, I was like, but I don't mean nothing, but I'm just clowning. And she was mad. Again, it was so cool, but she was kind of like, I want to just clear it up. Like, ain't no problem. And I still enjoy what you do. So it, w- it was just mad cool. It just let me know, like, we can have these little tit for tats online, but it's real people behind the username some you know what i mean and sometimes we there may be other pictures up so you don't identify as a person or something but it just went to show me like man it ain't that serious it never is that serious and i respect her it was audrey uh believe her name was i respected her and her husband so much for coming up with love you know what i'm saying and like yo we always want to clear that up. We we know there's no problems. We 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 appreciate what you do, and I appreciated them for coming up. So what ended up happening was, you know, there was other a whole bunch of other people around and stuff, and I was just like, "Yo, what are you guys doing tonight? Like, we should all just go out to eat, you know, some break bread, and, and have some fellowship." So everybody, you know, uh, and we had and shout out to Eric Rogers and Amber with the Paisley Five and Dime. They were there. Uh, Lori 
with the people of Paisley Park. She was there. I think uh, Stacy was her uh, friend. I was with her. And so those guys, and then so a bunch of uh, Stacy Morgan, uh, another uh, listener, and a few other people, we all mobbed out to this restaurant, and I brought uh, uh, Dave Hampton came uh, with us. And we just sat down and, and just really had a great time uh, conversating, eating. It was a, it was an outdoor restaurant. It has a, a Ferris wheel in the middle of the restaurant. It was a cool little place. It was popping. I mean, it was, it was a lot of people there, but we just had to like, put all these tables together. And it was just a good time. And, I, and I actually, I'm going to put it out as a podcast because I recorded uh, there, I took my recorder and just passed it around to everybody, and everybody said their thing, you know, and it went around the table, you know. So, uh, should be real cool uh, to put that up uh, hopefully this weekend. But just an opportunity to say, man, I really I had a great time and really met a lot of the listeners, and it was cool to do that. Um, and I appreciate everybody that listens, uh, because you know, meeting them and the energy that they came with really showed me like we're doing some good work here. Uh, I think <laughs> and uh, we got to keep it going you know and a lot of people love got a lot of love for you guys man um, so hopefully it was an opportunity that we can have where we can all go to something and we can all be there together you know and, and meet everybody um, so anyway just wanted to, to, to shout that out shout out to Jackie uh, for putting together a great event out there it was excellent uh, and shout out, of course, to, to Dave Hampton and Scotty Baldwin, particularly uh, for really uh, holding a brother down and, and believing, you know, giving me an opportunity. I love that. All right. Um, in honor of Sean, we got to get into some movie thing here real quick. And I don't know if you guys saw this movie. Did you guys see that movie, It, that came out recently? Uh, I saw uh, the original way back when. Okay. Hashtag first day dollars. Took the whole family to it. Oh, okay. Well, well, well tell us what you thought about that movie. <laughs> well, I, uh, I can't do as good a job as Sean would do, but I'm going to try my best. <clears throat> so the remake to this... Oh, fuck that. <laughs> no, <Nah>, but... It, <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, I thought it was a really good film. Uh, they did a really big risk. I don't know if you're familiar with the book or the miniseries. It's two parts to the to the story. There's the kids who interact with it, which um, the basic story is, is they're in this town called Derry, which is actually supposedly where uh, Stephen King wrote a lot of his books. Uh, the fictionalized version of where he wrote a lot of his books and most of um, his stories takes place in small towns in Maine and there's this supposed entity that's causing all of this negative energy that's going on apparently what they do is um, he causes this energy where there's like this massacre or mass death of people primarily children he says uh, what it is is that this entity it uh, eats likes to eat the children because they taste better. And what he likes to do is he likes to scare the children because it helps season them. <laughs> it's real. It's real. <laughs> it seizes them before he eats them. The wow. fear does. I'm like, okay, that's yeah. It's really creepy. If you read the book, it's it's hella creepy. Um, so just like the miniseries, we're in the town. It begins with uh, uh, this guy, this dude named Ben, uh, interacting with his little brother, Georgie. Georgie goes out with the boat. The boat goes into the sewer. He meets the clown, Pennywise. Now, if you've seen the original miniseries, Tim Curry 
killed it. You know, he was able to be menacing as well as funny in, in parts with the character. Now, the guy who plays him, Bill Skarsgård, you know, I guess he looked at it as like, nah, I can't, I'm not going to try to top Tim Curry. Kind of like um, Heath Ledger, you know, he's like, okay, I'm not going to try to out-funny Jack Nicholson. I, I'm going to go in a whole different direction. And he's hella creepy. Just him standing there looking, you just like, God damn it, that he's the wrong, that clown is the wrong one. I don't know what you think about clowns, but the way he looks, the way he smiles, the way he moves his eyes, is just, he does something where he literally has his eyes looking in opposite directions, and it's not CGI. And just the way he talks and the way his mouth moves, you're just like, God, okay, I like what you did there. So, you know, he talks around with... Uh, Georgie, and then he bites his arm off, which in the the miniseries, he just grabs him. Here, he bites this motherfucker's arm off and then pulls him. Let me add something to this part, because this is a great scene, you know, very tense, and the way it's shot, you know, it's pouring down rain and it's water. Yeah, but I was looking at this, and I was like, okay, and I'm not familiar with the original one, I never saw it, but I I seen from the trailers, I knew it was going to happen, but I'm like, the little boy's boat go in the water right. in the sewer and then there's this clown I, I don't even call it a clown it was like a sick motherfucker is down in the sewer <laughs> yes. I'm like who first of all it's like really you're gonna hold a conversation with this motherfucker I don't care what neighborhood you come from or how you was brought up this don't make no sense to me I was like why is this motherfucker conversating with this nigga is pouring down rain He's in the sewer, fam. He looked crazy. Like, he was like, oh, you know, how you doing, Timmy? Or whatever the fuck. He was like talking to him like, nigga, off top. You supposed to say, I'm good. My parents didn't taught me that. Even if they never taught me that. Comments, it it just doesn't logically make no sense. He's in the sewer, fam. Like, you can't. There's no conversation like, mama, you got immediately like, uh, nah, just on a, a regular child should be a scared of shit like that. Don't frighten the fuck out of you. Like I was like, this not, I, and so I'm cheering. I was like, you know what? Kill this Luki. <laughs> <laughs> he well, deserves, to be fair. he deserves, to be fair. and I laughed at what happened when I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I laughed. I thought it was funny because I was like, what you, you going to stick your hand in there? Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll rip his shit off. I right. to be fair, <laughs> I think he's like seven or eight, and hey. I have, hey, I have an eight year old, and he does stupid ass. <laughs> but would he be stupid to talk to some crazy looking clown clown in the sewer when it's pouring down rain outside and it do, looks scary? Do you want me to shit? ask him? I can get him and ask. Please do it. And and depending on his answer, there's two there's two things that will happen. Either you're gonna whoop him or we need to whoop you. Oh, <laughs> oh come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. <laughs> say say hi to everyone. Hi. Hello, young man. What's up, little dude? <laughs> now you saw it last week, right? Mm-hmm. Now remember the scene where the little boy had the boat and the boat went in the sewer and it showed up? Remember? Say yes. Yes. Okay. Now, if that was you, and let's say it was uh, um, uh, a Transformers that went down in the sewer, and it showed up, 
would you have talked to the clown and said, hey, and reached in to get your toy? Be honest. Would you have? Okay, high five. What, what did you say? <laughs> I, I didn't hear what he said. Yeah, we didn't hear what he said. What would you have said? Come on, talk to the mic. Would, would you have taken the, the toy? Talk to the mic. Speak up. No. Okay. Oh, there All we right. go. All right. All right. <laughs> Woo! Now go away. <laughs> wow. All right. So I guess I raised that boy right. But he does some stupid things. I go lie. And but, and the other thing you got to remember is is I, I hate to go there, but here we go. Georgie was white. You know they don't think bad oh, things happen. Here we go. Like be honest, they they don't. You know. Nah. I mean, oh, this is oh. in the movie Hollywood, but in real, I, I I'm trying to say it's real life. It's not going to happen in real life. I just thought that. And I'm not going to jump into your interview. I would just say this. I enjoyed the movie, but I thought that people were doing a lot of dumb stuff. Like, I was like, eh, okay, this is the... They're doing the basic horror shit where the good people are going to do stupid shit. Because I would... If I would have saw any of these little things that popped off, I'm straight. Like, I'm not, not, gonna, <laughs> not going in the head or, nah, I ain't doing... This don't make no sense. Like, there's some spirits. Nah, I'm cool. Not fucking with it. Uh... Like the brother in the movie, I was like, "Bruh, these little stuff is happening to you. What are you doing? Like, why are you playing around? Was he at the meat shop, and the door was?" was yeah, yeah. I was like, "Nigga, get on that!" But first of all, he running from some suspected white supremacists <laughs> chasing him down the street. Wait a minute, suspected? <laughs> That's another story. But he, I was like, "What are you doing, bro? Like." You see there's like some demon type thing. You don't understand what's going on. You don't walk up in there. Get the hell up out of there, man. Like, But anyway, go ahead, man. Do your review. I'm jumping all over. Yeah. But over, over since I, I've read the book and I remember the miniseries very fondly, except for the last five years where I've actually seen it and the adults in the miniseries are horrible. But, you know, it continues one by one. Each one of the kids, um, they have these encounters with it. It draws them all together. Uh, they're also dealing with this uh, racist bully named Henry Bauer. Who, I mean, he puts Biff to shame. Like, this dude was just Biff from Back to the Future. This dude was just doing some sadistic bullying like carving his name in dude's belly yeah. uh, chasing him down throwing rocks he was ready to uh to, he was doing his own he was ready to do his own lynching to the black dude ready to rape the girl i'm like god damn and mind you see kind of confusing me is, is the kids that are our main protagonists they look like they're in junior high school ninth grade at best but the bully is like he's about to graduate. Now, I don't know if he was put back. I don't know. But I'm like, what are they doing in this going to the same school? So they all have their own issues. One thing you have to understand is that it appears to them with their worst fears. So one guy is a clown. One guy is their uh, stepfather. Another guy is racism. <laughs> the black dude. Uh, uh, all these different forms. is a, uh, it was a, There was a leper. All these different forms are appearing to them. They... Overall, it's I don't want to spoil it too much. Overall, I feel it was much better than the miniseries. The actors that they got, they got um, uh, one of the lead actors from Stranger Things is plays Ben, the lead character in this film, and the acting is just on point. One couple things that were kind of creepy in this in this film. One, there's a scene where the boys um, pause. 
They're all they're trying to face their fears and they're going to jump off this high cliff into the river. And they all in their tidy whities their thunder duns. And they're deciding, OK, are we going to jump or are we not going to jump? So then all of a sudden, the girl, the only girl in the group, she comes up and says, I'll do it. And she mind you, this girl, she's played by a 15 year old and she's playing, I think, a 13 year old. She proceeds to take off her dress in a training bra and panties and then jumps off the cliff. And I'm just looking like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, why are they showing sexualizing this girl? And then the next scene, she's laying out being this bombshell, sunbathing, and the boys are looking at her. And I'm like, okay, I get why the boys are looking at her, because they ain't seen no girl in her bra and panties before. But why are we, the audience, subjected to looking at her like that? So that kind of creeped me out as I well. I don't know, R. Kelly, you thought she was sexualized? <laughs> Yes, in my opinion. No, I'm not being a part of it. The, the film did this. <laughs> the film did that different. Now, I ain't saying the girl look good. I'm just saying this is what they did. They had her take off her dress down to her underwear. And then they shot her like, you know, the classic scene of the hot chick with all the nerves staring at her. And they're zooming, you know, they're scanning up her body. And I'm like, what the fuck are I y'all doing? I remember, this girl is 13. I remember it a little different with about, in terms of all the scanning and stuff. But I, I hear you. Yeah, so I, I had a problem with that. And uh, the, what they decided to do was um, the miniseries, they, they did it in two parts. And I thought, okay, this might be a long movie. I didn't see what the runtime was. So, like, about uh, um, an hour 40, I'm like, okay, when are we going to get to the adults? So what they decided to do was they were going to break this up, which I thought might be a risk because, you know, there's no guarantee you might get a sequel, which tells you how much I know about Hollywood because it should get 100. It's already done 200 million dollars. So the film ends um, with the kids. So I guess we're going to get the sequel with the adults. So I give them props for that. And at the same time, they gave you a satisfying conclusion to this film. So if they to the story. So if they didn't get if this if this film had bombed and they didn't green light a a sequel you would have felt okay that's a satisfying conclusion to the story but overall it is very for me people are saying it's real creepy it's more so a lot of jump scares uh and i don't think they really did anything groundbreaking nothing too grotesque not a lot not a lot of bloody but it was just a really good story and they had a lot of scary moments all right. Uh, I, I'll just do mine quick because uh, a lot of it I agree with. The movie was well made. Uh, I thought it was uh, excellently done. Uh, the guy that plays the, the clown, he did an awesome job. Uh, he, he was definitely creepy. Uh, but I think to me, the true stars of this movie and what I enjoyed the most were the kids and all their interactions together. Th- that was, I could have actually just rather have seen that. You know, it sort of plays like Stand By Me vibes with a little bit of maybe like Goonies vibes a little bit. And even the movie, uh, some of you who have kids may have seen the movie Monster House, the old uh, CGI movie. That dynamic with the kids, and I think this takes place in like 1988 or 89 or something like that. I loved it. To me, that's the best parts of the movie, just the kids together. And there's one kid, I don't know his name. But he had jokes for your ass. Like he was going. Richie, yes, yeah, Richie. Richie was going in. And it was, I mean, it, it was written so well. And like he was just like, man, his one-liners, he was on some sexual jokes, your mama jokes. 
<laughs> and he was a fool. <laughs> he was a straight fool, but he had made the he made the movie enjoyable enjoyable to me because I was rolling every time he was saying something. I loved that. I loved the little girl. Uh, I loved her character and her interactions. Like all the kids, they they nailed it. I think they were the true stars of the movie. To me, it felt like you have these sort of different stories with these kids and they sort of kind of come together and then you have the clown and I felt like the clown horror stuff it was like okay let's have some story da, da, da. and then it was like okay each person has to have their sort of scene with the clown you know where I didn't feel like it jailed enough it was just kind of like he just could just pop up anywhere and sort of try something and I kind of was a little confused on the rules of like this dude can it's I mean it was what's stopping him from just fucking with anybody. It seemed like he could just do whatever he wanted. So I kind of was kind of like, eh, that's cool. And, it, you know, the scenes were well done. It just almost felt like they were a separate movie or something. Like, okay, we got to have the scene now where he has his confrontation or interaction with the clown dude. And, and you know it's not going to end in a death. He's just kind of toying with them and then he'll disappear. And then, you know, back to some more story. And then back to this other guy's next, his turn to kind of be introduced to the clown so that kind of got boring to me a little bit uh to me he's he's up there with like the freddy krueger type of thing you know it's just kind of one of those i was like this this is some dream warrior shit like this this dude can just jump in wherever he wanted and jump back out so i wasn't really like scared at all or i wasn't creeped out at all i thought he was funny personally like when cats was getting snapped, I was like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I just thought it was funny because it's like I didn't and I didn't understand how you're going to beat this dude, you know, and I'm kind of drifting asleep a little bit because one, I saw it late and two, the movie is long to me. And I was kind of like, let's, let's get on with it. And when it seemed like to me, from what I remember, it was just kind of like one of those things. It was, again, it's that Rockies. I'm strong now type moments. It was like, OK, we're not going to be afraid of him no more, you know. And that's where we're going to have the power. I'm like, well, shit, you could have did that at the beginning of the movie. I mean, it's not really, you didn't really outsmart the dude to me. It's just like you decided that you're not going to be afraid anymore. And I'm like, how do you really beat a spirit or magical type of dude? It, you know, I didn't feel like it really set up the rules of it enough. But I did enjoy the movie. Uh, to be honest, when it got to the end, though, where, you know, it says chapter one, I was already done. I was like, ah, fuck out of here. and i'm not saying it's a bad movie it was a very well done movie it just i think it was so hyped up to me i was expecting a little bit more or something but it was cool you know if i had to categorize it i would say it was cool (laughs) you know there's not much playing at the theater so i would definitely say it's worth going to see because you know there's not really much a lot to see right now and it is a good you know it's a scary type of a movie. I think people hyped it way up. Like, oh, this is going to be the most scariest thing. And the fuck out of here, man. Nigga, we seen. We didn't already seen Friday the 13th and all that. Hey, not breaking on no new ground, fam. It's just a decent little movie. That's my opinion. So, there you go. It. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, man, check it out. I, I say definitely check it out. Um, it was cool to me. It was cool. The kids or the stars, they were dope. All right. Uh, moving on from here, we're going to shift gears and uh, we got to get to the simp report. <laughs> uh, Breaking news. 
The Simp Report this week, and we've talked about this man before, but now we have sort of the, this is where it all was going to go down to. We're talking about Rob Kardashian. Oh, shit. Poster child. He's, when he, you have the uh, encyclopedia, I don't have that anymore, but if you go to Wikipedia and you type in the word simp, his picture will be right there. Like, uh, so, Rob Kardashian in Black China, you know, We've heard about them. He he was uh he had put her on blast, you know, because she was taking him for his money and sleeping with other dudes and all that. Well, we have a uh, end result here is they they did have a child together, and uh, they had to uh, come to agreement on some child support. So evidently, here's what's going on. Uh, the headline is that Rob Kardashian is going to pay Black China twenty thousand dollars a month. And child support. And this is sort of the agreement they had so that she would drop uh, her abuse charges against him for putting those nude pictures online. And, uh, you know, then his share of the child support. And I guess from what I'm reading from TMZ, it was saying like most of that money is supposedly going to go to quote unquote nannies. Um, because he was concerned that, you know, black China is out there partying and leaving the child behind and so he wanted to make sure that there are enough nannies there to watch his child while his uh, uh, baby mama is out there doing her thing um, then the other thing to add on this is that uh, she is also looking for a seg- seven figure settlement in regards to the nude post- picture- pictures that Rob had posted online so she also is negotiating with Rob's people to get them seven figures. She ain't getting seven. For them pictures. Uh, and of course she has, uh, what's that lady? Uh, Let me guess. Gloria Allred? Gloria Allred. Was that her or was that her daughter? The daughter is, oh, uh, the shit, I forgot her name. Yeah, whoever the daughter, she's the one representing. She got the daughter, same thing. Yeah. Useless. They, they, they yeah, I said to, it. And so, man, what... What do you think of uh, $20,000 a month? I guess she got her lick, but finally, this is what she probably was trying to get from the jump. Well, you know, Kanye said it best. What's that? Gold, gold digger. Oh, yeah. Hey. The irony it. is seeping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and child support works. You know, you look at uh, both spouses' relative income, and, you know, if there's a vast disparity which there is and i don't even know why rob kardashian has money what do you ever do hey i would say never doubt the power of the sex tape man a lot of people can eat off <laughs> legacy wow. that's a legacy tape right there <laughs> far out <laughs> that's true legacy 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 now as far as stick the excellence picture, stick excellence well, i'm sorry go ahead as far as the pictures you know she is again i'm not really familiar with her but if she's out there seeking publicity and, you know, these pictures come out, and I'm sure he's going to take a hit because they weren't his to give, from what I understand. So there is an invasion of privacy there, but I don't know, seven figures? Well, going to be able to prove those damages up. Yeah, here's, here's part of her, I guess, damages. She is claiming that she had a, a, a couple of weight loss endorsements from companies. And when he put those pictures of her, like in the hospital and stuff, I guess it was showing that she didn't lose that weight from using the products. She she lost that weight from going to the doctor. 
So she's oh, so she's trying what? to say <laughs> you messed up my money. Uh, oh, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> that is different. <laughs> I mean, but serious. I think it was tummy tea. Like, come on. <laughs> hey, Who's really buying? I mean, did she really mess up his her tummy tea endorsement? Well, like, they dropped the endorsements. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, well yeah, he messed it that. up. <laughs> <laughs> Linda Bloom, that's her name. Linda Bloom, man. All right. Yeah, Linda she, Bloom. She about her paper, boy. She's about the camera. That's what she's about. Just <laughs> like her mama. But uh yeah, man. Shout out to Rob. That's a that's another <laughs> cautionary tale right there, bro. Went out like a sucker. Wait, cautionary? Yeah. Cautionary. Man. cautionary. You make it sound you make it sound like he didn't have foresight. To know that this is where it mm-hmm. could lead. Well, whether he oh, had for likely would. Well, I mean, regardless of if he had it or not, it's cautionary to everybody else to like don't go out like don't yeah. go full rob, man. Like you gonna if you got a little bit of money and you wanna you know see the big booty, you know, listen, it probably che- one is either cheaper to keep her or two yep. just go buy the bad ones off the top so you can pay for what you want and be done with it. Like you don't need to be. Trying to wife it up and having the kids, and then y'all nope. doing all this funny stuff on reality. It's, it's wild, man. He, he looked crazy. He, he, now he got he to cough up 20K. I guess he better keep that finances popping. Cause that's a, that's he got to cough up 20K for the next, what, how old is this kid? One, I think. Yeah. Next 17 years, get out that wallet. Man. I'm just shocked that he got 20K a month to be given. Yeah, that's, that's what I don't get. I mean, he's, got, he's rolling like that. Uh, I, I, that was, that's what got me like what the hell what is he doing but hey legacy yeah legacy can't knock the hustle year. man Kim K taught him all well baby like the Kardashians are about that paper apparently more like Chris J or whoever <laughs> and you know hey shout out to Black China she saw a lick and she said let me get I, at first she was trying to get their last name right she tried to change her last name to Trademark the last name that didn't go through. So oh, she, that wasn't gonna happen. This was plan <laughs> Plan B was let me get let me get his pockets. Let me get that twenty k. You know. So shout out to Black China. She went from stripping to dipping, <laughs> and she jumped the next jock well in the words Ice T. All right. Well, yeah. Enough of the ratchet. Enough of the ratchet. Lord Jesus. Oh. All right. Um. Oh, what else? Oh, there was something else I had here. Oh, well, I was going to have a Hillary conversation, but Q's not here, so. Oh, man, Hillary went out like a sucker. <laughs> Her new book out called What Had Happened Was. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been now. a better title. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's everybody else's fault but mine. Edition one. Couldn't be my fault. Oh, no, 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 no. Damn. The art of the L. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Cold yeah. I'd, I'd rather wait for Q to be on to have this conversation because, <laughs> you know, to, to, to get the rebuttal, so to speak. But just in my opinion, um, Trump is in office. So shouldn't everything coming from those who oppose Trump be for the mission of defeating Trump and his people? So with that being said, 
how does this help? Yeah, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and take my shot now. <laughs> uh, I noticed that the, the gentleman who didn't get the nomination, Mr. Sanders, has not once, as far as I've seen, has not once come out and said, well, it wasn't my fault. So-and-so got it wrong and this and that happened. He's been out there doing the work. And every time you see Miss Clinton, well, it wasn't my fault. It was them. It was Pookie and them that fucked it up. So, come on. You know, take your L, shut up, keep it moving. Damn. And to to follow up with uh, what Mark said, you know, there's been, you know, the leaked Russian emails. I know Q's going to go there with that. But in those emails, they talked about the collusion within the DNC, perfectly legal, the collusion to get Hillary the nomination. I have yet to hear Bernie complain about that. I heard him. He took the L and he kept it pushing. That's right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't necessarily have an opinion. Uh, I think she should just fall back and just say, hey, you know what? Gave it my best shot. It didn't work out. You know, and I'm done. You know, I don't think she says she. I believe she says she's not going to try and run again for anything. Which I'm sorry, she's been a politician for a very long time. She did a lot of good things. Apparently, (laughs) she gave it a shot. You know, Uh, but to come out and to kind of seem like she's kind of crying sour grapes, eh, it's kind of a corny look, in my opinion. But Uh, you say that she said she's not going to run again. I think I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just saying, I don't know the moves that she's making. It feels like she's going to try for 2020. It's just the, the way that she's positioned herself as his victim, the misogyny, the sexism, um, the, the collusion from Russia, uh, bur- my own party, a uh, person in my own party would sabotage me. If It kind of feels like she's setting herself up for Hillary too to get back. Hilarious. Well, you know, she'll use that the magical B word. Oh, I've been bullied. Yeah, okay. How about just I'm not good enough. I didn't get it done. There it is. What's wrong with that? You know, hold your head up. You took your shot. Didn't work. Okay, let's keep it moving. Don't come back with you know excuses and bullshit. You you lost. That's it. And to to quote Bernie, she was like, because Stephen Colbert asked him about it when he was on the show. And she said, you know what? I understand where Hillary's coming from. She went up against the most unqualified, hated presidential nominee in our lifetime and lost. And I'd be upset, too. (laughs) I was like, wow. wow." (laughs) You could read that in so many different ways. Who was that on, though? (laughs) It's like when you put it like, I was the most unqualified <laughs> Undignified person, and you still lost. Like, and you still lost. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, Q's hella mad right now. Oh, you know we gonna hear it. <laughs> well, I would have rather had her than have what we got now. How come no one's ever going that? Anyway, all right. Um, staying a little, po- staying political, apparently. But we're gonna get into some comics. Uh, the new issue of. Action Comics came out this week, uh, issue number 987, which is, wow, oof, they're getting close Legacy to Legacy numbering, yeah, back in the building. Getting close to 1,000, it's going to be amazing. Uh, and this is a magazine, magazine, this is a comic book that stars Superman, if those who don't know. 
Uh, and I actually bought, I actually have started going back to the comic store and buying physical comics. So, What's I, this? Yeah, I know, right? Like, uh, <laughs> I just started doing it, man. And I saw this on the shelf, and it has one of those, I don't know what you call that cover. You can move it. Lenticular. In. Lenticular cover. So it looks made. I was like, whoa, that looks kind of cool. And I hadn't really been reading action lately, but I kind of knew, like, it had this whole Oz you know, mystery thing. So I said, let me buy this one, man. So I buy this book and I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, this is cool. You know, this is interesting story. People are getting triggered and Superman's coming and saving them, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a huge like, you know, cliffhanger ending on this thing. I was like, whoa, okay, this is Mr. Oz. I was great. And then didn't think nothing about it. But now I see that um, there are people in the media, uh, Breitbart for one, it's a big brouhaha over the fact that there's a panel or part of the story in this comic book where Superman uh, saves, uh, I guess they're immigrant workers, uh, but apparently they're not um, quote unquote American or something because the, I can see like one of the guys, this white guy, he's mad because you know they're taking our jobs type of thing. And he's just kind of getting real triggered and he gets his gun. I guess he's going to go to work and blast on people. And Superman jumps in the middle of the, you know, jumps in front of those people and saves them from getting shot, you know, uh, which is what Superman's supposed to do. I, and I was like, okay, I expect him to do that. And, you know, I have to remember Superman ain't actually, you know, he's not born from this planet anyway. So I guess he would be a immigrant himself, but neither here nor there. But apparently people are upset about this. Uh, and there's something that Big Sexy always says. I know they don't read this book. I know they don't buy this comic. So I'll be curious how they found out about this. But uh, what do you, what's your take on this, Big Sexy? I know you read this book. Uh, was that even a... Did you even think about that when you read I that? I didn't even think about it. Yeah. I didn't even think about it because the whole setup to, you know, the, the cliffhanger was there was just like a, a ratcheting up of tensions on all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. So this just happened to be one thing. You know, because there's a lot of things going around worldwide. Superman is like, what the hell is going on here? You know, somebody's manipulating things. I never looked at it as that one, you know, comment from, was it Breitbart? I never looked at it like that. No, I mean, it's not anything to get worked up about. That's People are in trouble. Superman stepped in. That's it. You know, the people could have been, you know, immigrants. They could have been in Beverly Hills. They could be... And homeless on Skid Row, Superman will step in if people if people's lives are in danger. That's it. That's what he does. Yeah, it says uh, Breitbart is complaining Superman tried to save the lives of innocent people. Why? Because they were illegal Mexican immigrants. The assailant who yeah, shot to do with it. <laughs> the assailant who shot the Mexicans claimed he had a quote unquote legitimate excuse. Quote: They took his job. This shooter might have been a white supremacist but he was also he also wore an american flag bandana to present himself as a true american patriot and to symbolically justify his actions the writers at breitbart misunderstood the point message of superman's actions and even worse they were offended by it and this is a site called geek reply um i i suppose like if it was and i think there was a wasn't there a black guy or was it maybe it was a police officer was getting surrounded or something? One of the other scenarios. I'm trying to remember. There was a lot of different ones that were going on in this book. That Superman sort of intervened on. 
But I, I guess if it was, uh, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to flip it the other way of devil's advocate. If it had been a Black Lives Matter rally, Black Lives Matter rally in the book or something, people would have lost their damn minds anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, oh, okay. And, and I guess if it was uh, a, a white guy was walking down the street and and the Black Lives matter people were going to gun him down or something and superman saved him what i guess i was supposed to be upset people lost their damn minds i, I, I would have been i'm supposed to be upset or something <laughs> what the fuck yep. <laughs> it's ridiculous you know people are facing gunfire he's going to step in that's it wow you know to quote you nothing to see here keep it moving yeah it's like fake outrage man you know, seriously like do you buy so you normally buy action comics is that well, no, I've never. Skip. That's the main issue for me, <laughs> you know, especially in today's climate of everyone being so quick to have an opinion politically on everything, you know. Well, Superman nine eighty seven, he did blah, or action nine eighty seven, he did blah blah blah. Did you read nine eighty six? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Did you read any of them? Uh, no. Shut up. You know, I'm tired of people trying to get into an area that they don't really travel in and want to have, you know, critical commentary about it. I remember several years ago, and I've said this before, several years ago in X-Men, they had the character Northstar marry a guy. Okay, good. No big deal. Northstar has been gay for, you know, 20, 30 years. Whatever. Gets married. A lot of people are coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, it's about time, and we want this. Da, 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 da. Okay, okay. Did you get the book? Well, no. But you're sitting here, you know, touting the greatness of the book. Well, yeah, but you don't read the book. Well, no. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, and it was a great. Con- I, I don't want to spoil it for those who potentially want to read it, but I, I thought the reveal. <laughs> Because I thought it was going to be somebody else, you know, from a... So did I. You know, and I so like, did I. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't see that one being the person. Yeah. But I must admit, I was a little let down. Oh, really? I was a little let down by that. By them bringing that person back or something? Yes. Yeah, I can see that. I can understand that. Yeah, I could, I could see that too. But also, I'm thinking that they, they wanted to go left as to not impact what they're going to be doing in November. Right. So I'm okay with that too. Right, right. Yeah, it was because uh, I was like you almost assume it's this other person and I, so I respect that they went a different, like I'm not, it's actually not that person. You were all wrong. Um, but I'll be buying the next one. I'm curious to see what happens. Yeah, no, I will be too. You know, because lately the last like maybe year or so DC has really stepped it up creatively. Yeah. yeah definitely. So I, I, got, I got to get with that. Whereas Marvel, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, they're still out there trying to find their way. Yeah, they, they just go ahead and do their little re, rebirth. Themselves. Yeah, let's just go ahead and do this now. Let's do the legacy <laughs> thing and get over with because exactly. this this is just terrible. Uh, were there any other standout books uh, this last week for you? Um, you know, I picked up The Defenders number five, and it was really, again, this is another perfect example. They're even using the the, the Defenders logo that you know, was used in the 70s and 80s. Now, 
a lot of people who are reading the book now see the defenders as Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Iron Fist, Punisher. No. They are not the Defenders. The Defenders are the Hulk, Doctor Strange, Submariner, Silver Surfer, Valkyrie, and other people. So, taking that name and and plastering it on the YouTube se- or the Netflix series is one thing. In the books, and they don't even acknowledge that the name isn't theirs, I got a problem with that. Yeah, I got a problem with that. And Neil... Someone should come along, like Doctor Strange should come along and at least co-sign them using the name. Then I'm okay with it. But until it happens, yeah, I like the Defenders, man. Hmm. Um, switching back to movies for a second, uh, jumping into some Star Wars here. Uh, I guess we all saw that uh, they're going to bring back J.J. Abrams <coughs> to direct uh, this Episode Nine. Yep. Uh, personally, for me, I have no problem with that. I I, I like the Force Awakens, uh, so I feel like you know he had a grasp of the story. Then uh, he knows what to do. So cool, bring him back again. I, I have no problem. Mm. I, I hear some dissension. Go ahead. There's a disturbance in the Black Force. Yes, yes, oh, there right. is. <laughs> um, my thing is is that. I've, and I said this elsewhere that J.J. Abrams tends to uh, homage and retread previous stories. You look at Into Darkness, you look at Cloverfield, you look at Super A, you look at even The Force Awakens, which was which did a lot of the same key beats that occurred in A New Hope. So I just kind of worry that um, this new director. I mean, I haven't seen The Last Jedi. Um, I don't know. Maybe they do. Um, Mimic or what did George Lucas say? It's like symmetry. It's like poetry. You know, maybe it does um, um, retread a lot of the key beats from Empire Strikes Back. I, I hope not. But that's the thing that I worry about him. It, worry about him bring, coming back is that I don't feel he'll tell an original story. I feel like he'll try to put his spin on. Return of the Jedi or previous Star Wars, so that's what that's why I'm not that excited. I the, I am excited because you know, The Force Awakens look good. It took some risk, but I, I'm just concerned about the story he's going to tell. Uh, th- th- those are fair points. I think that's the reason why you do bring him back personally, uh, and I also say as much as I give him credit, or even I think is it Ryan. Was it Ryan Johnson who got fired, or is he the one directing? I, I should have this in front of me, but at the end of the day, these aren't these movies are not di- they're not directed by the director. You, you know what I mean? Like these are Kathleen Kennedy, uh, Lawrence Kasdan movies, uh, and, that, and, and and Kathleen is the one that's the producer of these movies. She's the one calling the shots, and Lawrence Kasdan, if I'm saying his name right, he's the one writing these movies, uh. And it's their vision to me, to me personally. They're bringing these people in to do what they want. That's how I feel about it. Because there's too much at stake with Star Wars. It's too much of a money play for, for Disney. And to me, looking at their actions, that's exactly how they see it. So they're not, they are not afraid to fire a mung who they feel is getting away from what they want to do. Damn where how far that movie's been along. Uh, and you can look at the Han Solo movie. You know they fired those cats, and they almost—they had pretty much finished making that movie. They brought Ron Howard in. I uh, know nope, we want to do it our way. 
Uh, they they fired this guy that was going to do episode nine after he'd been developing. Nope, this is the way we want to do it. Let's get somebody in here who's going to follow orders. And I just feel like that's they have a good relationship with JJ, and and it worked for that movie. What and and I agree with everything you said about the Force Awakens, but you know for them, it's their biggest movie in U.S. cinema. So that then that makes sense for them. <laughs> yeah, we're going to retread this bitch. This is what. This is what the people want to see. We're not trying to do like groundbreaking cinema storytelling. We're trying to tell Star Wars stories and they got to fit a certain mold. And again, I so I understand the like, oh, it's just a retread. You're right. But it's Star Wars. And I guess the people are responding to that retread. So why would they do anything different than that? I guess it wouldn't make any sense. They're not going to risk this stuff. They, they show you they don't take no risks. They'll fire and do whatever they got to do to get it back to what they want to do. Damn the director's vision. Get them out of here. So I just feel like the. So, I mean, I understand it's going to be the movie that Kathleen Kennedy and want to make, not the movie that these directors want to make. Well, uh, well, I have a question because I'm looking at, well, Ryan Johnson, he did this last one, The Last Jedi. Okay. And it shows, I'm looking at the Wikipedia, and they're saying that he's the writer on that. And I'm looking at uh, Wikipedia on uh, The Force Awakens. JJ was a writer on it, along with uh, Kasdan and uh, Michael Arndt. I, th- I believe Michael Arndt is a, a bad robot, JJ Abrams guy. So, I mean, you're saying that it's Kathleen Kennedy and the Lucasfilms work, but I'm like, it seems like the directors are writing this. Ryan Johnson, he's directing and writing. So well, you I'm go, like, go look at the, what do you mean by that? Yeah, go read the, the, the stuff that they talked about with the Han Solo movie. Uh, that was Lawrence. They said it was it came down between the directors didn't get along with uh, Kasdan. Uh, and I don't know if he's listed as a writer, but he obviously welds control in Lucas films where okay. they don't go with what he want to do. So whatever them credits, uh, I'm just saying. When you read the oh, okay. stories about behind the scenes or why, why are these people working, they're not getting along with him and not going along with Kathleen said. So, yeah, they may have written that story, but it's that story that is approved by the producers because they not they don't. You know, uh, Ryan Johnson don't own Star Wars and neither does J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams. So they're there to hire to do a job. And they say, oh, we like what you came up with. It's in line with where we want to go. Yeah, you wrote it. But. It's almost like uh, somebody doing a comic book. Well, yeah, you wrote it, but I own it. Like, I, you ain't, you're not going to put this story I don't want you to put out. So okay. that's to me how I look at it. They're not coming in. I want to have, you know, I want to bring back, you know, Greedo and have him star in a movie. It's going to be in a whole different direction. It's going to be exciting. And nah, Playboy, we're telling the story of Ray and da 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 da. So you go write a story that's in line with where we're going. Otherwise, you're out of here. So that, that's to me. So when you say they wrote it, yeah, they wrote it, but they're following orders to write it. Okay. And then the other thing I was going to bring up is you, you say like they're going to make it a Star Wars film. They go, you know, you don't mind them uh, retreading or retelling, homaging old stories. But then I look at uh, Rogue One. You know, yeah, Which it's trash, based on. Go ahead. Okay. It was trash that did it close to a billion dollars. Very true. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like they don't they don't have to retell or do the same key beats to be successful. They can they can they, they can uh, have this idea, a new idea, and it can be successful. It is show. A lot of people say. I mean, 
I think it was a good film. It could have been better. I'm not going to deny that. It could have been better. The story was a little disjointed. And it probably has a lot to do with the reshoots and whatnot. But they took a risk and said, you know what? This this throwaway dialogue, we lost some good people getting these plans. They made a story that didn't feel like any of the other Star Wars films. Well, I, I would argue they didn't take a risk. I, I, I would argue that's why they reshot that bitch, because it was taking risk. <laughs> and they didn't want to go in that direction of really being a dark movie. So they say, you know what? Get that guy out of here. We'll, we'll make it look good in the press, but we're going to reshoot this bitch. Cause this ain't we're not doing that type of movie. I, I so personally to me, and I have actually feel like, hey, it works because of Star Wars. Like they ain't put out no flop. Even the prequels, oh, I could we could say they're whack, but they money makers. It's out the gate. So on one hand, it's gonna have a certain amount of you know thing about it. To me, the movie works because you, in my opinion, you forget about the bullshit from the first half of the movie that don't make no sense and it just leave it on the action and they give you Darth Vader at the end so you walk out just like oh that was that shit but it's like, ah, the movie wasn't all that playboy like but they had to put something out they had to salvage it I think they salvaged it as best they could but I don't think they're gonna play that game with the real Star Wars movies I just don't think they're gonna go too far away from the true true sort of way that Star Wars is the Han Solo movie is an interesting thing to me because that's a prequel type of movie. They haven't really done that except for Rogue One. And then then obviously they must have shot it as a com- comedy, which they was like, whoa, what the fuck is this? This ain't Star Wars. This is some other shit. So they're trying to dial it back. So I'm curious to see how that one will work. But I don't think they're playing these games with the core Star Wars Skywalker movies. I, don't, I, I just don't think they're going to do that. But I don't know. We'll see, man. Like JJ, I guess I don't have no problem with it. I know they got a petition <laughs> to get him out of there. <laughs> I don't know what that's going to do. But hey, man, his movie his movie was the most successful of of the Star Wars, you know, right now. So of course they're going to bring him back. You know, why wouldn't? They? Well, my thing would be is like maybe people that are petitioning for it maybe you shouldn't because i think jj has enough cash from uh <clears throat> from the force awakening doing good being a good film as well as his own non-star wars films that he might be able to fight for uh what he wants to put into it may i'm saying may right whereas you know if you got i forgot who, who was the director or was attached he probably well i was gonna say he's probably gonna be a yes man but i'm like well clearly not because they got rid of his ass <laughs> but I mean, they might listen. Okay, let me. Okay, well then that proves my point. They might listen to JJ more because they're like, okay, he know what he's doing. We'll we'll let him have that. Yeah, and it's interesting that they didn't bring, they didn't have Ryan Johnson come finish it out. Then, right? Like if 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 the movie is good, and I assume it would be good. I mean, you haven't heard any bad stories about it. It's, so it's interesting that they wouldn't have him finish it out. But are you talking about Hot Solo or Nine? Uh, the guy who's directing The Last Jedi. Like, it's interesting that they don't just have him do the next, you know, episode nine. Oh, okay, okay. But they decide to go back to, to, to J.J., so. But uh, I'll be there either way. <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, yeah, man, we're we coming up uh, coming up quick on our holiday movies, right? The summer was a luck last year, man. It wasn't really... No, you know what? Yeah, no you're right. Shit, this year, man, it was kind of Super Spider Man was cool. I, you know, I liked it. Wonder Woman was cool to me. You know, 
um what was some of the other big movie transformers bombed out oh i saw the mummy last night that's what i Baywatch. Ah, Tom Cruise, my guy. The mummy was trash, fam. (laughs) Trash. (laughs) (laughs) I know they made their money overseas, but that was awesome. I had a problem seeing Tom play the character the way he was. I'm so used to seeing him being a strong, you know, dude in like Mission Impossible. He's he's always like a confident. He was kind of on some like low key, jokey, like. He was on some jar jar a little bit, like just kind of oh, no. bumbling around and things would sort of happen around him. I was like, what is this? It's not his. I, I can't see him like this. And the movie was awesome. Oh, ah, they trying to make they trying to make it a Marvel Universe style movie where they have all these different type of famous. You know, you could tell they were trying to like try to build. Oh, yeah, this is going to be, you know, for the connected movie here. And they had uh, what's my man's name? Uh, he was Jor-El and Max. Uh, what is his name? Big Richard Crowe? Richard <laughs> Russell Crowe. Russell, yeah. He was go, playing yeah. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It was like it was like he was in a whole other movie or something. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah, to me, they should have just had him be Dr. Jekyll. Yeah. Did you see the movie? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I, I was able to go to a screening. It was okay. It wasn't as bad as everybody is panning. Uh, the mummy was sexy as fuck, so yeah. that 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 made things easy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, overall, it I think the thing the thing is is it's just so a different tone from what we saw with the previous um, mummy films. The mummy, the previous one had a little comedic element to it. There were more. Um, adventure oriented uh more indiana jones stylish whereas this is just hella dark and the world's about to come to an end and lucifer and all that other but, but, it's, it's just but it has it, that, wasn't, it has that joke what was his little sidekick character he was his yeah, yeah i was like yeah. what is this guy popping up cracking just was corn i was like this doesn't even totally don't make no sense right just, right uh, yeah, but yeah, but with the the uh, Russell Crowe as Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, I think that they overplayed their hand. He should have just we should have just heard Doctor Jekyll. He should have just been Doctor Jekyll throughout the film. They didn't need to give us give us that tease of Mister Hyde and it's, everything's connected with these other uh, right, right. monster films. You know, Q's listening like, yeah, told ya, told ya, niggas. <laughs> you know what? I, the part I, the only parts I liked about it was like it, to me it was like thriller when they was reanimating the the monsters. It was coming up like they was pop locking almost. Like, I was like they could have had the thriller music. At least I would have been like, okay, play it for laughs or something like. But I don't, yeah, it just you know you it, be it, was, like the, it was like the, the lost uh, scenes. Brendan Fraser mummy. Yeah, it was like the lost scenes from uh, Suicide Squad or something. It's like I could see them coexisting in the same world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was oh, trash, man. Trash. Um, man, I don't know what other big movies or other good movies that, that were that popped off so far. You mentioned Bay, Bay Watch. That, that was flopped out. I haven't seen it, though. Um, uh, Detroit, which I, I finally Detroit got around to seeing. I like um, Like what you guys said, it, it was hella tense. And yeah. We should have burned all the black people that left that theater should have burned their cities down. <laughs> wow! And you you can see wow. you can see how they were drawing from current events within that film. But I do have to uh, call out Q. Um, 
he was talking about uh, it was bullshit with the the dramatic singer that had to 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 sing that, and I, I didn't mind it because I recall during the '92 riots they kept going back to the first AME church, and what were they doing? They were having praise and worship and singing. Just singing the whole night through, so that's why when I saw that scene, I, it didn't bother me because I'm like, well, I remember from Night Two Riots, that's what they were trying to do to just you know keep everything in perspective or keep people from going out there and partaking in the riot and making things worse. So I didn't I didn't find that as egregious as he did. All right, um, yeah, there was, was yeah, I'm, uh, Don I'm, Kirk. I still haven't seen that. And I'm mad because I kind of missed my chance to see the 70 millimeter uh, version of that. I definitely want to see that. Uh, Girls Trip. I still haven't seen that one yet either. Seen that. <sighs> <laughs> a lot of these movies, when, we, it's like a, a lot of them I didn't see this year. I'm kind of just like, ah, I'll just watch it at home. You know what I'm saying? Like They're coming well, so quick, too. Go ahead. Well, if it means anything, and I ain't trying to brag, you know, I'm a humble brag. When I was at uh, Comic Con, uh, Aaron Magruder, he swears by Dunkirk, so right. you need to get a, you need to get asses out there and see that. Apparently, well, it should be hitting hitting the digital. <laughs> I would imagine by next month. So I just wait to see it at the crib at this point. But I definitely want to watch it. Um, good time was a good movie. I, I like that one. You want to see Baby Driver? Nah, but I saw you can watch it on download now, so I'm gonna check. I'll check it out. Definitely. Uh, one I would recommend: Forty Seven Meters Down. It's another uh, shark attack film, but done really, really well. Hmm. Old school shark movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hilarious. All Wrong right, once. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, but of course, we have you know Star Wars is coming out. Uh, Justice League is coming out. Um, Thor. Thor, yeah, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I'm, yeah. The first Thor movie I'm excited to see. I agree. I agree. It looks, it looks like well, they're taking good. a lot from Plant uh, from World War Hulk on this and Planet Hulk, actually, and I'm all over that. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, I remember I was saying when the trailer first came out, I was like, this reminds me of that Flash movie from back in the 80s where they had the Queen soundtrack. And I saw an art- oh, Flash Gordon. Yeah, and I saw an article oh. with the director of this movie, and he said my inspiration visually is the Flash movie from the eighties. And I was like, you can see it, like all those colors. And uh, if you go back and look at that Flash trailer, and go look at this Thor one, you can see, like, wow. I just hope they don't take the cheesiness of that movie. That movie was horrible. Ooh, that movie was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hyped on that because they had the, the song was out and I remember seeing the commercial on TV. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be it's gonna be the next Star Wars." It was trash, <laughs> trashed out. Uh, there's another Boo Medea Halloween movie. Oh, get your money, Tyler. Oh, you probably made that in, uh, made that in like a day. <laughs> well, you pull it as as Bernard Spalding and just I'm gonna make this whole movie. I'm gonna show it, stream it online. In 72 hours as we make it on Facebook and then put it out for you can buy it and give me all your money. But, uh, yeah, I, but did you guys hear about I, I don't want really to shift gear. Did you guys hear about that Esperanza Spalding? Esperanza? Esperanza. Well, you know what I'm talking about. No, and I, <laughs> I, I heard, I saw it's like some tweets or uh, messages about it, but no, nah, I didn't get the story. She, she... Oh, go ahead. You got it. Go ahead. No, no, okay. She, uh, 
she has decided to take the next 77 hours and live stream the entire process of writing and recording an album. That's amazing. Yeah. Lord. And she okay. like sold, I think it was like 7,777 copies all pre-sold already. Uh, studio time is not cheap either. Yeah, no. Let's assume she's in the commercial studio. Cause I don't know what her setup is. If she's doing it at her own place, has her own. Well, just think gear. of the setup yeah. to stream it and film it, multi cameras and angles yeah. and stuff. I, that's a that's a that's a wild. That's a very innovative and interesting concept to do that. I, I'm very curious how that affects the creative process to know you're being watched and and then also be on the clock like you have to have this album done and this amount of time and that's very interesting i could that's, she is I could incredibly see prince, talented though man for sure i could see prince uh d- doing something like that in in some capacity where he's like oh i'm gonna make this album in this amount of time and this is a very interesting thing i uh, man, i watched a little bit of it and even had it running when they were taking naps and sleeping and stuff <laughs> i was like man yeah, that I can see Jay Z and Beyonce taking that to a uh, master levels oh. if they hear about this. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be very interesting. Yeah, you could charge top dollar for something like that if you want. Hell yeah, yeah. Kanye. Yeah, that sounds right up his alley too. That that that's a hell of a marketing tool. I give her props. I don't know who came up with that, but brilliant. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, oh. Kanye. It would definitely be something to see. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Kim coming in there too? <laughs> oh man, they would. Yeah, they'd blow it up. Sure. Um, I want to. I want to put my conspiracy brother hat on. So I was looking at the films that are um, coming out the remainder of the year, and I see that they're doing LBJ, which is based on uh, the former president Lyndon B. Johnson. And I'm looking at the cast. I'm seeing they casted the president. You know, of course, the president Robert F. Kennedy, his wife uh, John F. Kennedy, Jackie. Uh, uh, his uh, Jackie Kennedy, but I don't see anyone cast to play Martin Luther the King. That's not a good look. Well, Just saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's what they think about you. Oh yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. When's that come out this year? Yeah, I believe it comes out uh, late October. I think it was. Mm. I could be wrong. No, November. November. Oh, well, there you go, man. Um, here, let's do this real quick and we'll wrap it up. Just the, the, the movies of this year, uh, interesting. So we had Wonder Woman, right? Spider Man. We mentioned Dunkirk. Uh, we had Logan. That was earlier. Uh, yeah, Logan was pretty good. Was Long, good. but it was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, which I recently. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was bringing back to Logan real quick. I'm still trying to understand how he died, but, you know. Mm. Oh, my bad. My bad. Sorry. Uh, War for Spoilers. The, War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, Get Out. That's one of the standout movies for me this year. Stay Woke. Yeah. Uh, Alien Covenant came out. Uh, Dark Tower. Uh, we still have the Blade Runner movie is coming out. <laughs> Uh, is that worth going to see? I mean, I didn't really enjoy the first one. I'm going to go see it. I didn't care for the first one either, but I yeah, got to check it out. 
John Wick Chapter 2. Beauty and the Beast, which I did not see. Number one film uh, worldwide. Yep. Um, The Kingsman is coming out. Uh, and, And actually, we'll stop here for a second. Fast, The Fate of the Furious. Oh, I know and, where you're going. Yeah, and just to throw in, you know, I don't. I, I always was the kind of guy that you know. I said I like Tyreek. You know, I like what the he, you know, I think he's funny. He'll Tyrese. What I call him, Tyreek. Hilarious. Tyrese. I, I like Tyrese, and sometimes he'll have some insightful things that he says. He's a very unique take on things. But this, these latest movements and get downs, I don't really sit too well with me personally. I'm, you know what's going on? I guess The Rock, uh, he posted up a picture online where he was doing a deal or signing some papers, and he was insinuating he got a new movie thing coming out. And I guess it's a Hobbs spinoff movie, possibly. You know, he's a character he plays in the Fast and the Furious. And then here comes Tyrese injecting himself in another man's business, saying, "Yo, Playboy," you know. Uh, first of all, and I'm just saying from what I remember, he's saying like, yo, I've been trying to get at you personally, like on phone calls or something, but you're not answering my inquiries. So I'm going to get at you on your timeline. That's that the, right. That's the violation that. right there. Oh, man. <laughs> like, you a grown man. He a man. He's talking about handling business and getting paper. How are you... First of all, you should have nothing to say about that. And even if you did, that would be off the record. That's background. Let me get at you, Playboy. Now, if that man says, I don't, I ain't got time to talk to you right now. You getting online trying to air him out like a, oh, it's like man. a female, like, you ain't gonna, t- you better call me. How come you can't call nobody? <laughs> That's. That's like um, you you and your woman got into an argument before you left for work and you decided, I'm just going to do my work and I ain't going to pick up these phone calls. I ain't going to reply to these texts because, you know, I'm trying to get that bonus. And here she go at the front desk asking for you. Right. But see, the yep. thing is, that's not even but it's not even his woman. It's not. They yes. they work together. So it ain't like they really tied where you could do that. Like, yo, we work at the same job, Playboy, but you're not my family. First of all, fuck are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't holler nothing I do. This my my money. Go do you. There's nothing. The first person he should be calling is his agent. I'm talking about Tyrese. You should that be movie. hollering at your agent. To how come my character can't get a side jump off movie? This man's going to eat. That's his business. You supposed to, if anything, only thing he's supposed to put in his timeline. Salute, playboy. Get that paper, man. Do you. I'm be there first day dollars. That's the only thing he should be posting. (laughs) Yes. All right. Not the, man, you shouldn't do this. We had a conversation uh, behind the scenes about these types of moves. Fuck out of here. (laughs) And (laughs) And then come back and double down on it when he starts getting called out and then try to flip it up. You know, I'm just more concerned about Putting our kids, Family. you know, putting our kids through school and how everybody can eat off them. Fuck out of here, man. This is, <laughs> this is business. Go handle yours. I'm going to handle this. Handle. It was a great song by MC Bree. I'm going to got to get yours. I got to get mine. You got to get yours. I got to get mine. Like, 
what are you doing? They didn't have, you know, I was Tupac and MC Bree. They wasn't, oh, Pac come back and say, man, Bree, man, your album blowing up too much. You signed another record deal? Nah, man, you said you weren't going to do that until we all got a record. Fuck out of here, man. Tyrese, my brother, come on, man. And then I had to see a clip where he was on Clef for Dollars TV show. Oh, Lord. come on. Damn. <laughs> my but you co-signing him. Yeah, come wow. on, man. Maybe fall back a little bit, bro. Go, go get at your agent and get you know get you some opportunities. Are you Tyrese, man? You know, put another album out or something, man. Like, true. You got you got. Don't be worried about what the next man is doing, because all you gotta do is salute, man. You can't be low key hating and trying to block blessings and stuff. You married man, you should be enjoying life. Don't worry about these other players. Ah, anyway. Yeah, my thing is twofold. It's like one, you potentially could be causing dissension in the fan base of the Fast and the Furious. Cause maybe what if I mean I don't I think it's Vin Diesel and now The Rock are the are the uh the, the foundation of that franchise now. But maybe Tyrese does have his fan base that could be looking that could be looking at uh the rock sideways like, dude, what are you doing? You 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 it's supposed to be all of y'all in the fa- in the Fast and Furious film, not on your own. And then the other thing is it's like, dude, you might be blocking your blessings. Maybe The Rock was speaking like, yeah, I want to get Tyrese and Ludacris in here. I want Tyrese, if he was really thinking, I want Tyrese and Sandy in here. But, you know, you, you block your blessings because I'm like, why the hell would I want to bring him in here? Like, dude calling me out on on my Instagram page? Like, that's just not a good look. Like, come on, man. There are other ways for you to get in contact with him if you, you feel he's not getting back at you. Oh, I got to say, baby boy, too. <laughs> Waist deep too. <laughs> you, you got other things you could be worried about. Go, 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 go! Do Baby Boy two, or go holler at Singleton, or go waist deep. Go, go, try and do a sequel to that. Uh, oh, f- do Five Brothers. I, I don't know. Oh, or get Green Lantern, which you've been campaigning. Yeah, do your for. Green Lantern. Go do that. Yeah, go on DC's Instagram and holler at them for opportunities. But th- this, not like this, not like this. Shout out to Green Lantern, no. <laughs> and you know, and you know my feelings. You know, Tyreek showed what he was about in uh, Defiant oh. Ones. So <laughs> right. Fuck him. Yeah, this is the you and know. I was defending him, but this is the guy that's all all on Facebook, all in the videos, <laughs> messing <Yep>. up billion, <laughs> messing up billion dollar deals, and now yep. he's trying to block somebody else. Get the fuck out of here. The close, yeah, Tyrese fucked that up. Stay <laughs> catching L's. Damn, bro. Not a good look. Mm-hmm. Not a good look. Yeah, you were right, uh, Big Sexy. You were right. You were right. All right. Uh, real quick, finish out uh, with the Lego Batman movie, which I still haven't seen. Uh, Lucky Logan. Not worth oh, Okay. Lucky Logan, I heard, was actually kind of good. I checked that out. Uh, there was a parent. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie this year? Yeah, that tells you how it did. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, another movie that I do want to watch, though I know it's not going to be no good, is uh, Valerian, uh, City of a Thousand Planets. I just want to see it. I know it's probably trash. Uh, Kong. Um, let's see. What's the other? Oh, Baywatch. Cars 3. I missed that one. 
uh, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, there's a movie that's called Ghost in the Shell got a lot of heat. Did anybody actually see it? I, I saw it. And uh, we did a whole show about it, but I, I thought it was uh, it was cool. You know, it's it's one of those things where they're remaking a very classic property and then they make an American take on it. So uh, it wasn't horrible, but it you know it was all right visually. It was fantastic. Uh, Girls Trip, um, a movie my son cannot wait to go see is the Najago movie. <laughs> He's all over that. Uh, Power Rangers. Ugh. That was all right. Tight. I think that was it. Uh, of the big movies, and there was Atomic Blonde. I didn't see that one. Um, yeah, man. So it wasn't really. I don't know. This year was all. It was just okay. Um, but we still got some big uh, ones. Go. Go ahead. There wasn't the real big it film. Except for the movie it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I walked right into that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I think the granddaddies will will probably obviously it'll be probably Star Wars um, in terms of money, and then Beauty and Beast. Uh, so yeah, all right. Well, I think we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, we went on for pretty long. Uh, so, starting with Ampu, where can they find you online? Find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Ampu. And damn, I ain't got nothing I'm in. Oh well. Yeah, you can, well, you can find me in a medical facility in November. Goddamn, two more months and my life is over. <laughs> What's the date? They're saying uh, November 22nd. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. And I got sh- shit and piss and vomit in my future. Oh, come on, man. That's, that's, that's serious. <laughs> but I, but I'm going to love her like my own. Wow. All right. Uh, Big Sexy, where can I find you? Uh, Twitter, WSE Mark, Facebook, Mark Wiggins, and in LA, in November 13 through 16, I will be at the Billboard Magazine Conference and Award Ceremonies. <clears throat> Beverly Hills, baby, you got to come check me out, Aunt. Nice. You want to correct that you mean we going to be at there? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> That's a on we. <laughs> now it's a we thing. That's <laughs> what we thing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, shout out to all our listeners and supporters. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, we're gonna always remember Sean Hill, and uh, we're gonna learn from from the examples and experiences and, and move forward in life. Uh, with that, hey, work it like a job. We will see you next time. Peace. Mm-hmm.